Welcome to Spiritual World, where we talk about all things related to spirituality so you can feel empowered in your day-to-day life. My name's Jean. I'm a channeler, a past life regression therapist, and an Akashic Record reader. I started my journey by accidentally landed to a cult, and after a massive psychic attack, I came out and survived this whole ordeal and discovered my passion in spirituality. Now, let's begin. Hello, hello, my dear friends. So this week, we are here to talk about the autobiography of Dr. Wayne Dyer. So before we start, I just want to say sorry, because last week I was in Philly. I was flying high. Life was so, so good. I was having such a huge mystical experience that I did not get a chance to record and I came back extremely exhausted. I'm not here to express uh, what is going through in my life right now. It's very, very intense energetically. So um, I will probably share it only if my spirit guides will allow me one day. If they don't, I cannot. So again, we're here to talk about the autobiography of Wayne Dyer and his amazing spiritual teaching. So I only got to know him upon his passing. And after his passing, I started to read and I'm like, oh, I wish I would have known him earlier so I could have seen him in person. I love him, but it is what it is. So uh, whenever you uh, read Dr. Steyer's book or whenever you see his video, his presence is so huge. It's so calming and so soothing. Now, um, I wanted to talk about... um, this book because there's something that's very profound that I learned. So in the book, I can see clearly now, he said that he lived in the orphanage for a few years because of his family financial issue. And he had had a strange relationship with his father. And it was important to note because living in an orphanage, he was still happy. He was not in a state of sadness. He was in a state of constant joy, abundant happiness. And at all moment, he said, hey, life is good no matter what happens. And he was always in the state of happiness, carrying his light and only um, left the orphanage after his mom could manage to pick up her finance and pick little Wayne back. So no matter how hard the situation got, he would never let anyone hurt his emotion. So I'm going to share a story that he had when he was in elementary. So he once had a teacher that had a mental breakdown because of the noises in the classroom. As we know, elementary kids could be a bit loud, and that's okay. We have all been elementary teachers uh, or elementary kids. And so she was getting out of control, like, upset, blaming all the students for being so chaotic. And the teacher was calling everyone at fault because it was causing her so much distress, so much stress that she was going through this angry situation. So uh, little Wayne that was super young at the time thought, well, that's strange because she's the teacher and she should be the one leading others. Why would she feel bad and cajole others to make her feel like powerless and to handle powerlessness? Then he knew at that moment that it was just a tactic of manipulation. And when people are telling you things like that to stay in your state of peace and that instead of listening what the teacher said, to always choose himself and what he believed in himself. 
But then the teacher started to make other classmates terrible, and then his friend Sue and other friends started to weep during recess because the teacher was staring at Sue and her friends during this screaming period. So little Wayne went to Sue and said, "Why are you crying? Can't you tell she's just trying to make you feel guilty?" And why do you think she is saying that? And then little Sue said, "To get us to behave." And little Wayne said, "Do you need her to make you feel bad in order to behave?" And little Sue said, "Well, no. I just don't like she's mad at me, and I think I'm bad." And then he says, "But what difference does it make? Does it make that what she makes you feel about yourself isn't her being mad her own problem?" And little Sue said, "Because she's mad because of me." And then little Wayne said something so profound. But what if she said you're a tree? Would you feel bad if she said that? And then little Sue said, "Of course not." So in that moment, little Wayne Dyer was trying to teach Sue that in those moments, sometimes people will cause you call you name name shame or say mean things. But is that truly you? It's really important for you to see. Sometimes people are feeling powerlessness, and they have to drag you downward. And the key is not to、uh, feel dragged down by it. Now, there are moments that we feel that、uh, so powerless, and we will drag other people down. So the key is to identify it. But also, the second way. To alleviate this pain and suffering is to put yourself in the other perspective. So put your feet in the other person's shoe. So did this person wake up with a bad day or something was frazzling them? So the key is, oh, did they go through some bad journey, some bad experience? That's why they're screaming at you. They had a bad day. Maybe coffee spilled on them. The traffic caught them. They got late and、uh, they got. Uh, shouted by their boss and things like that. Of course, it doesn't make them right for screaming at you. But understanding the other person's perspective will allow you to alleviate and be calmer inside, and still stay very centered, so deeply inside of you, like a light, like a tree. Just I love being a light or being a tree, and and to see that、uh, core of you being. Okay with what people say because you know it is not you. And the other way, the third way is I will invite you to be like Baron Katie. So, for example, if someone's calling you、uh, unworthy, stupid, forgetful, or all kind of name calling, whatever the name calling is, so you have to ask yourself the four questions: Is it true? Can you absolutely know it is true? How do you react, and what happens when you believe that thought? And who would you be without that thought? So, for example, if someone calls you, "Oh, you are so unworthy. You are a bad person." So you tell yourself, "Is it true?"、Uh, I would say no. Can you absolutely know it is true? And I would say no. I am not a terrible person. I try to help people whenever I can. I am very kind. By nature, and how do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? And then you could say, "Oh, I feel drained. I feel terrible. I feel powerless. I feel like the worst person ever because I couldn't accomplish what she wanted for me." 
And who would you be without the thought? I would think I am wonderful. Mistake happened. Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe it's a miscommunication. I am a beautiful person. I am wonderful. I have such great heart. I have so so much quality. I'm smart. I am intelligent. I'm well read. I'm beautiful, etc., etc., etc. And when you change that state, it pulls you out of the funk from what that person just said about you, and reshifts you and recalibrate your vibration to a higher state. So whenever you are faced with conflict, those are different type of modalities that you could use to make yourself feel more centered. First, you could see, oh, this thing is making me feel very powerless. But is that person feeling powerless because of themselves? Second, change your perspective. What is the person going through? Understanding the other person's perspective. And third, it's to use the four questions of Byron Katie. Is it true? Can you absolutely know it's true? How do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? And who would you be without that thought? And this is all I wanted to share with you.、Uh, so starting next week, I will carry on with another finding that I have of Dr. Wayne Dyer because I just love him so much. I've always loved him. I hope you all have a lovely, lovely weekend ahead. It's a great summer ahead. I hope you will enjoy the beautiful start of this summer week. With a lot of love. Bye bye for now.